0: What a win, what a win it was last night in Chicago, the first game of a four-game series out at Wrigley Field against the team in the National League with the second-best record heading into the game, and your Philadelphia Phillies with just a thrilling extra innings victory, we'll dive into all of it, this is Phillies Today, I'm your host James Seltzer, it is Tuesday. May the twenty-first, and we come off maybe the best win of the season. One that at times felt like it was going to be a gut-wrenching loss. One that had some incredibly strange Gabe Kapler decisions, at least in my opinion. One that had a lot of ups and downs, a roller coaster of emotion, and somehow, some way, in a game where it really felt like. It wasn't going to happen in a game where the Phillies came down to their last out, trailing in the ninth. They were they were able to make it happen, and we've talked a lot about how this team has um, played well, but also has uh, you know not fought back in a ton of games. They've had some games where they fought back from small deficits, and that's what it was last night. But. Last night just to see the way they fought back in the last at bat of the game theoretically for them and to find a way to to get to extras and make it happen ultimately win just a uh, a really awesome awesome showing last night from the Phils in Chicago against a really good Cubs team and and look early on it looked like they were in trouble cuz Yu Darvish was outstanding it's the best Yu Darvish I've seen in a long time as Darvish has really struggled since going to chicago obviously Jake Arietta there was that na- you know kind of storyline heading into the game that the cubs let Jake Arietta go after he was a part of the world series team and all that and let him go to sign you Darvish instead and Arietta ended up coming to Philadelphia for less money than Darvish got in Chicago and while Jake's time has been up and down in Philadelphia I think we can handedly say that um it, it certainly uh, it's been better than than you's time in Chicago. You has absolutely been worse. He has done absolutely nothing for this Cubs team in uh, in Chicago. But uh looked really good, and the Phillies down one nothing early as Anthony Rizzo singles in Kyle Schwarber. Schwarber triples. Uh, uh, surprisingly uh, light on his feet for a large man. Then the Phillies take the lead up 3-1 after a JT Romito single, and then a Cesar in his triple. Cesar just continues to rake. He has had another three hits in this game. Just um, has just been awesome. Three for five, couple RBI. Has been the uh, the best hitter in the lineup for a little while now, at least on a consistency basis. He is now betting 3 10. Best hitter along with Gene Segura, of course, who would factor in later. Um, the Phillies then uh, in a devastating inning, which we'll dive into, um, fall down 4 to 3 as Daniel Descousa triple with some um, uh, uh, mistakes along the way, allow three runs to score. The Phillies fall down 4-3, but then in the ninth, Gene Segura, mean Gene, the hitting machine, comes through with a little bloop opposite field single that scores Mike Alfranco. He ends up getting called out second base on a bad replay goal, diving that as well. Um, And then in the the 10th, JT, real muto. JT! JT Romito, it's a walk-off, well, not a walk-off, but a uh, top of the 10th home run, and the Phillies able to close it out in the ninth in a terrifying ninth inning situation. Let's dive in with some observations throughout it all, uh, starting with, with Jake Arrieta in his return to Chicago. He already goes six innings, allows eight hits, two walks. Four strikeouts, only one earned run. allows 10 base runners in the six innings of work, but only the one earned run. It was one of those situations where Arrieta just kept getting himself into trouble, kept, you know, making bad situations for himself, and then finding ways to get big outs. And Jake Arietta, mister, I've called out my teammates before, should thank his defense after this one. His defense built him out a number of times, just some outstanding defensive plays from the middle infield and, um, you know, a few big double plays, one big double play at the end that Arietta wasn't a part of as uh, the game ends on a double play, but, um, uh, in general, uh, Arietta battles, did a nice job battling, maybe not his best, best stuff, but able to battle and get outs when he needed it. So that was nice to see, uh, from Arietta as, um, uh, again, uh, you Darvish was, was better than Arietta, even though Darvish ended up giving up three runs, in that fateful inning, uh, giving up two in that inning, um, he uh, he was better. Darvish looked awesome in the time he was out there. As Darvish's final line uh, for the Cubs. Darvish ends up, uh, again, struggling in that inning there, but goes six, gives up three runs, but seven strikeouts, uh, three walks for it, so allows three less base runners in six innings, and Arietta has three more strikeouts, but ultimately ends up giving up two more runs. So that ultimately killed you Darvish there. But I thought Darvish looked really good. But again, Arietta might not have had his best stuff, but able to get out of some jams. There was a really nice moment when Arietta came up to bat for the first time where the Cubs fans gave him an ovation, a standing ovation for some, to the point where you Darvish stepped off the mound and allowed the ovation to happen to, to the point where Jake Arietta did do a hat tip. And step back and uh, and do a little hat tip uh, to thank the uh, the fans for it. it was a really classy move from the Cubs fans I thought as Arietta, a guy who you know first and foremost was a uh, part of their only World Series team for 108 years or whatever it was so you know you feel uh, you feel pretty attached to him if you're a Cubs fan I would think he pitched in the World Series for you pitched well in the playoffs some won a Cy Young when he was there and. And also, just another layer to it, as we just mentioned with the U saying, thing, Arietta didn't want to leave Chicago. He wanted to re sign there. The Cubs didn't want him back. So, there are multiple layers of why you would think Cubs fans would want to show Arietta the, uh, the respect they believe he deserves. And he does deserve. Um, but, uh, you know, you don't always see that happen. And I thought it was a really nice gesture from the Cubs fans. And nice of Darvis to step on the mound and let it go on. I, I thought it was. It was really cool. It was one of the best moments of the night, and a night that was filled with some pretty great moments for Phillies fans. Is uh, Again, just an awesome, awesome game. Bryce Harper, defensive superstar, showed up again. As Harper didn't have a super impactful night. that played 0-4-4, scores a run, had a walk, did have a scorcher in the first inning that got caught, just hit it right to Jason Award, but hit the ball really hard. Um, but he also had a throw, uh, threw a runner out of plate, which, look, in a game where the Phillies ended up going extras, winning by one. Run every play matters. A a cannon throw to the plate to get Rizzo. It was uh, it was just a uh, in the same way that that Schwarber scored what could have been a big inning, um was already turning into a big inning, and Harper just again a cannon, just a perfect throw, um to to save runs. It ended up staying at one nothing there, and um really just an, uh, it was awesome to see, and then um Romuto with the big single after that. The Phillies tied it up. Somehow, it felt at that point where uh, you know that it was it was one-one, and then Cesar comes through with the big triple, and it really did feel at that point the Phillies were up three-one, but it didn't feel like they should be up three-one. But somehow they were they were up, and and it just felt like we'll take it. And then Sir Anthony Dominguez comes in and pitches his best inning of the season. He was just outstanding as he comes in and. Um, looked like the best Sir Anthony we've seen all season. And then the next inning, we get to the eighth inning, and Gabe brought Sir Anthony back out. And I thought this was such a massive mistake by Kapler. and it felt like everyone did, at least on social media, everyone was being Sir Anthony for another inning. Really? I don't know if this is a good move is for multiple reasons. Uh, we've talked a lot here about the idea of a pitcher coming out for an inning, pitching, getting out of a, a big situation or something, and then having to come back out and having to cool down. More so with Sorrentino, it seems like now he has struggled to do the second inning of work, and that in a situation where he had his best inning of the season, he has been struggling. Sorrentino has not been anything close to a lockdown reliever this season. You know, you you worry about him getting through one inning, much less two, and it felt like after that. Awesome inning against the heart of the order, against Rizzo and Bryant and those guys. Mose through them. It just felt like that could be the kind of thing that, that he could build on moving forward. You know, that, that instead of having him come back out the next inning, and he was off immediately. And, and I didn't know why Gabe kept him in. It looked like they tried to warm Nishak up, and clearly something was wrong with Nieshak because he couldn't go. But I don't know why he didn't try and warm someone else up. I mean, what are we doing here? And ultimately, Sir Anthony ends up giving up a, a triple that scores three runs. The Phillies go down 4-1, and it was a disaster of an inning. And for some reason, Sir Anthony was out there to finish out the inning. It was, it was befuddling. I was perplexed about it. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was like, what is happening right now? First and foremost, again, The decision to bring him out for a second inning to begin with, fine. We can have our disagreements. I thought it was a bad decision. It seemed like a lot of people thought it was a bad decision. It clearly proved to be a bad decision. But if you want to argue that, fine. But it was clear two batters in that Sir Anthony didn't have anything to the point where Gabe had JT Romito go out and talk to to Sir Anthony just to stall time to get Nishak ready. But obviously Nishak couldn't get ready, but... Again, why don't you get two guys up? Pat Nishek's not the only guy in your bullpen. It made no sense at all. So I thought that was a really bad decision by game. One that came back to bite him. He actually, I think he had two more bad decisions in this game, neither of which came back to bite him. But uh, I thought this was just a, a really bad decision from Kapler to bring Sir Anthony out for the second inning. Ultimately, Sir Anthony gets through the inning down 4 3. And if it weren't for. Mean Gene the Hitting Machine. Really, that whole top of the ninth is uh, Mike Alfranco has not been good lately at all. But he rips a big double off Brad Brock in the top of the ninth. And then Kinger gets out two outs in the inning and then a, a huge two out walk from Andrew McCutcheon in a count where he gets down 0 2 in the count. And on the, the second strike, just look lost, just a very feeble swing. And on the way to to getting a walk had a check swing where it was like really close it looked like he could have gone it was right there guy thank god they didn't call it against him but a huge ends up working a walk and that ends up leading to the big gene segura blue pit that scores Franco. but i thought this was another situation where Gabe made a huge mistake in that I don't know why you're not pinch running for Franco there. I think he got lucky that the ball was a blue pit that, that you know, gave Franco time to score. But you have Goslin and Sean Rodriguez on the bench just doing nothing. And both those guys are way, 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 way better runners than Franco. Like, and then Kingery, who just pinch hit before, could stay in the game and play third base. Or s rod or goslin theoretically could play third base i mean there are multiple options here i, I just thought it was a strange situation where I, even in a tie game i'd understand leaving franco and more but in a game where that run asked to score for the game to continue i thought that was another mistake by gabe I, I really did i thought it was a giant mistake this one didn't come back to bite him ultimately got lucky it ended up being segura who gets thrown out second and uh, a play that was challenging. and it really looked on replay like his hand was in there first and he was safe. They don't end up overturning. And I thought that was a pretty bad call. I understand that they need, you know, irrefutable evidence or whatever that uh, it was safe, but it looked really close. And um I, uh I, 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 I it, to me, to my, to a lot of people watching, it looked like he was safe. It looked like his hand got in there and that you could tell his hand was safe, but whatever it is what it is K serarah Serah the Phillies end up getting through the ninth to the tenth and uh, uh, uh Hector Neris just pitches a, a, a another clean ninth I mean all my man does is get outs Hector is great and then uh they get to the 10th then mr. JD Elmuto goes yard hits a bomb of a shot to left center field that guy has been absolutely awesome for this team lately just Uber-clutch hit the big home run to tie it on Sunday. He has just been awesome. Uh, really just a pro, fun to watch, fun to have on your team. And and that just uh, his biggest hit as a Philly uh, last night in the 10th uh, inning ends up being the deciding run. The bottom of the 10th was a little strange as well. I thought gave me another mistake in the bottom of the 10th as he brought out Adam Morgan who faces Jason Hayward, who if you any of you remember, faced Adam Morgan last year in that fateful game where the Phillies were up 5-3, and they ended up losing 7-5 because Jason Hayward hit a grand slam off Adam Morgan to win the game. It was one of the most gut-punchy, devastating type of games, and... The Phillies ended up uh, uh, tonight getting Adam Morgan a little revenge, revenge for Morgan as Morgan got the chance to face Hayward and he ends up striking him out. Uh, I just owns him and it was awesome to see as it was really a flashback type situation of a a horrendous, awful loss last year, but Morgan gets the better of him. And then Gabe does another thing that I thought was crazy is he brings in Juan Nicasio. Adam Morgan has been lights out this year, and you have a righty, but then another lefty coming up, and he brings in Juan Nicasio, who's been the pillar of inconsistency this season, someone who you never feel confident coming into a game, someone who it seems like when he comes into a game, it's it's a, a, a conceding, an act of concession almost. Ultimately, they get incredibly lucky. Nicasio, the first battery face rips a single, and I was just like, oh, come on, man. This is gonna happen, isn't it? Juan's gonna blow this. This is this is what's destined to happen here. But then Kapler gets lucky again. I think process over results. The results were good though. Daniel Descalso, the man who had that big triple that ultimately ended up scoring him because of a throw that bounced off him there that scored the third run there to take the 4-3 lead. Descalso ends up being the one who grounds into a 6-3-6, six, six, or excuse me, 3-6-3 three, three, double play as Hoskins to Segura back to Hoskins. Close play, uh, but I guess it might have been Cesar covering. Um, but no, it was Hoskins. But uh, it makes the uh, the play a uh, a close play at the end, but ultimately wins it for the Phils So I thought despite some uh, some mistakes from Kapler, an uh, off night potentially, which we'll dive into a little bit more, and I have some thoughts on the lineup as well moving forward, but ultimately just a awesome 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 win for this phillies team again i think probably the best of the season when you look at all facets of it and the fact that that they picked each other up that they fought back that it was a game like they felt they were gonna lose it felt like if this were last year they would have lost that game they would have lost that game last year and this team didn't and now they're 28 and 19 they're in first place they're feeling good and they're starting to groove a little bit in a big series here, three more against Chicago. All you want to do is take two of four in Chicago. Uh, already got one, which is awesome to see. All right, coming up, we'll continue to react to Chicago, uh, the game in Chicago last night and, and the decisions game made and a lineup thought that I have. And then also we will look ahead to tonight's game two of this big series against the Cubbies. All that more coming up. It's Philly today. It's James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back. Phillies today. James Seltzer. Again, what a, awesome win last night for your Philadelphia Phillies is again a really really good Cubs team uh, a team that is uh one of the best in the National League at home and the Phillies fight back a couple times down one nothing early take a 3-1 lead then have potentially the worst inning of the season in terms of just disappointment <laughs> you know one of the worst probably not worse than the Juan Soto extra inning maybe or uh, you know, there have been some bad ones, but uh, but it was a uh, just a horrendous bummer of an inning. Sir Anthony Dominguez comes back out for a second inning of work and everything falls apart. But then the Phillies fight back again and they tie it in the ninth and then win it in the tenth. Just an awesome, awesome win. Really, really big win for this team. Now they've won four in a row after winning the three straight against Rocky Sweetman. That is a... Something this team has not done a lot of is win a bunch of games in a row, so maybe we can get on our own. Wouldn't that be fun? But I did have one issue with the game last night, and, and again, this is not uh, anything to gripe too much about because, hey, they won. But I thought Gabe had a bad game, and we, we've we kind of talked about the, the decisions he made, but I think when you really look at them all together, it was really a, a rough night for Kapler last night. I, I think of all the decisions, the decision to bring Sir Anthony out for the, the second inning was the only one that ended up hurting him, but I think also the worst decision, the most harmful decision is it seemed like the entire world knew that bringing Sir Anthony out for the second inning was not a good move, and then the inability to have anyone ready. I mean, even if you're willing to bring Sir Anthony out for the second inning, why do you have no warming up? Why do you not anticipate the potential situation that everyone on social media seemed to be able to anticipate that ultimately ended up happening so i thought that was the worst and then i really thought the decision to not pinch run for mike alfrango even though it didn't end up hurting them it just made no sense it was like why wouldn't you pinch run for him there he is so slow and if it is a a hard single up the middle or a hard single to to left field or right field or whatever it's type of thing that that Sean Rodriguez could potentially score on that Franco couldn't. And then maybe you don't have any more outs to give. And that's the end of it. The next batter gets out and that's it. And you don't score that run that would have scored if you pinch ran. So that one really bothered me. And then the Nicasio-Morgan one, I can't be as mad about. Morgan has pitched a ton lately maybe. He couldn't give him much more than a batter. And and I understand bringing him into face Hayward who, despite the, uh, the, the situation last year, uh, is not someone who hits left-handed pitching well. But um I, I didn't agree with that decision either. I, I just trust Adam Morgan more. And if it was something where he could have gone longer, I, I certainly trust him a lot more than one Nacosu against the righties or lefties or anybody. So I, I didn't love Gabe's outing last night. But again, look, I, I think that on the whole, Gabe's had a really good season. I think for the most part, it, it, the criticisms of him have been few and far between. They've been, uh, nothing of any consequential type stuff. And I think more often than not, we're praising him. I think he's done a really good job managing a bullpen that isn't necessarily the best in the league, and they are pitching like it. Tom McCarthy said during the broadcast that they have the third best ERA of any bullpen in baseball this year, which I find it hard to believe, but but it is an amazing thing, Is this bullpen has been better than we give it credit for, a couple really bad outings. But on the whole, they've, they've come through, for the most part, night to night. And uh I think the Gabe's done a really great job moving Cesar up from seven to six. Great move. I think he's managed to line up well, but um I thought last night was a rough one for him. Speaking of the lineup though, I-, I do think that we're getting to the point with Scott Kingery back and getting back into shape. I think that I think it's time to give Kingery a few more opportunities to play, especially in center field. And and obviously right now you're not taking Cesar Hernandez out of the lineup. He is, as we've said, maybe the best hitter in the lineup at the moment, batting 310. Um, so he's not going anywhere, but I think that Odubo Herrera is just a mess right now. He is a mess, uh, offensively, defensively, he is doing nothing right. I think it's time to see Scott Kingry play some center field. Now, look, I don't think Kingry's going to be the best center fielder of all time defensively, but I think he's good enough to get the job done. And I think that it's just, I don't think he's going to be much worse defensively than O'Double is right now. Uh, I just don't. Um, as he has not been a O'Double's been pretty bad, and uh, I've been a pretty big O'Double supporter. But right now, it's hard to defend him uh, with the way he's been hitting. And I certainly think it's lefties you have to play Kingery, and the Phillies have three lefties coming up in a row with Quintana, Hamels, and Lester. So I think it's time to get him more playing time. And I also think that you can get him a little pl- more playing time at third base too. Look, Franco had that big double last night that led to the tying run being scored and all that, but. Uh, for the most part, Franco's really struggled of late, and I think it's probably time to give Kingery an opportunity to play more at that position as opposed to uh, um, second base, which is where we all thought Kingery would be, but I think it's it's third base and center field. and More center field than third base, don't get me wrong. Herrera's been way worse than Franco. There's no question about that. Either way, I think it's time for Kingery to get more playing time, and I think those are the two spots. It seems most likely that'll happen. All right, tonight, another big one, 7 o'clock start, which is nice, an ESPN game as Zach Eflin will take on Jose Quintana, the lefty veteran. Quintana, really nice pitcher. But Eflin, obviously, uh, last outing was not as great, but prior to that it had been on a really nice run, 25 innings over the three starts prior, two complete games uh i i think we see eflin bounce back he's been really consistent this year i think this is a nice spot for him to come in and hopefully look if the phillies can, can you imagine the phillies taking the first two of the series oh boy that would be something wouldn't it uh we'll see if it'll happen eflin a nice guy to have on the mound to do it you think you feel good about eflin taking the hill for you right now and again this is a good cubs lineup some nice left-handed bats which worries you a little bit but I think Eflin will be all right. And uh, I'm looking forward to see this team now on a bit of a roll, four games in a row, see if they can continue it tonight. Either way, we'll be back to talk about that and a whole lot more tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.